All right, welcome back, guys, to another episode of A Pinball Podcast. Thank you guys so much once again for being here. I greatly do appreciate it, and I believe we're on episode 46. Now, for those that are listening on audio, let me know how the audio sounds, please, at apinballpodcast at gmail.com. Somebody let me know that the audio seemed a little bit low, so I adjusted some things post-production, and I'm hoping that I kind of got the audio levels figured out a little bit better. That way you guys aren't having to crank up your volume just to be able to hear me because that's a amateur hour over here. And I will take the blame for that. Anyhow, let's just go ahead and hit the ground running. We will be talking about next week, uh, tournaments, different thoughts on different possible games coming out, alien thoughts. I'll go ahead and get those out next week. But for today, we are going to 100% focus on the Stern... Avengers Infinity Quest code drop that just came out yesterday. And then after focusing on that 100%, which now nah, it doesn't make any sense now I say that, but after that, we'll dig into the mailbag to where I'll answer a couple of questions as well. All right, so for those living under a rock or not aware, the Avengers code for Infinity Quest just got to 1.0. And my God, I know what everybody's going to say, and you guys are completely right. I am totally just drinking the Kool-Aid at this point because I am a huge Marvel fan and I am a pinball fan. And so those two things naturally coming together, it's just, for me, it's just Nirvana. I mean, pinball does not get any better than this, especially when the design is created by my favorite game designer. And it just, I, it, a lot of things are coming together for this and life is good whenever I step up to this pinball machine. And it's just... It's an excellent experience. And now, lo and behold, that experience has gotten even better. Now that the code is at 1.0, that's basically indicating that, I won't say it's officially done, but pretty much everything that they wanted to get into the game that was planned on getting on there is pretty much in there. Now, for those that own an Avengers and you haven't updated it yet, I highly recommend that you do that. You will have a lot of fun this weekend as there are some noticeable changes on it, especially if you actually are paying attention to the rules a little bit. And for those that don't have it, but it's at a local arcade or you have a chance to go play it, I highly recommend making sure that your arcade is up to date because it does change around some things on the game. And to me, it does make a more complete experience. And so this update, essentially, there's just, just to give you guys the quick rollover of it, or the quick, uh, I guess the short and quick of what's been done to this update. There's new animations, which whether or not people enjoy that, that's totally up to you. I know obviously animations is seen as the, as the not so good part of this pen. If there's one thing people do find stuff wrong with it, it's definitely the animations. And so that's understandable. Admittedly, it. It is. There's so many other great parts to the pin, though. So it is what it is. Now, there's also been lots of scoring changes, and this will result in noticeably higher scores for some of you. And this is through different means. The uh, pop bumpers, they'll score a little bit more just because if you put the reality gem on it, that'll now count it. I think the power gem helps them out a little bit more as well. Uh, super scoring or super mode scoring has been increased across the board pretty much also. And that in itself will make the time stone even more important, in my opinion, because utilizing the time stone, you can essentially just keep resetting your timer over and over and over again by a few seconds, just by spamming whatever shot that that particular gem happens to be on with Black Widow being the easiest one to do this with, but you can keep your timers going. So your super combos, your super targets, 
anything that your disc stuff like that that can just get ginormous points and now that they're even higher with the scoring i'm sure that that can be a lot of fun as well another new one that is huge in my opinion and potentially game changing as well in terms of strategies in terms of what some people might attempt in a herb format they have a new captain marvel hurry up in which she actually finally goes binary and this will start a hurry up i think it's after two or three ramps to that side. I can't remember exactly what it is, but after you do this, you'll essentially start a hurry up at both the Black Widow ramp and then back at the Captain Marvel ramp. If you complete both of those, that will actually add an additional one X to that shot, to the Captain Marvel shot, and that can max out to five X. And so you can keep, you can basically just keep building this hurry up up to massive points. Now, I can't even imagine what a 10 X shot, if you put the the Doctor Strange gem, the reality gem on there, how big that shot could potentially get. And then on top of that, and we saw Carl do this just last night on his stream, and I hope that he puts this on YouTube because it's quite amazing, to where you can actually move the soul gem over there too. And when you have a massive collect coming out of, out of any particular mode, the points can just get crazy. But you have to have big brain thinking to do something like that. So that's... I mean, just the Captain Marvel hurry up in itself. Very excellent change. I really do like that part. The uh, Space Quest also has a final blow with it that's been added to the Black Widow and Black Panther shots. And this, I was toying around with it yesterday and it made my scores noticeably higher with that. And so apparently, I don't think that this is on the readme file, but from what we could figure out, it appeared that at least 40% of your total mode score will be at that final blow. Now, I haven't tried to multiply that with the reality gem shot. I do know your portal locks, they will not multiply that though. It used to be able to, to where on the power quest, you could do something like that. And I would often try to get my power quest gem shot on the left-hand side to where I could just blow up that final, that final blow on that Hulk spinner coming out of that mode. And I think it would be upwards of 15 X. And that was essentially my strategy that I just called the multiverse of madness strategy. Cause I had to pull in Dr. Strange for it also. And it was just, it was ginormous amount of points, but that seems to be gone, but that's okay. We can work around that a little bit. We'll find other strategies. Cause there's just, there's so many different ways to attack this game. Now, Thor Super Jackpots are also up to 20X instead of 5X for those that aren't familiar with what that is. Essentially, you'll just get into Thor Multiball. You'll, all your major shots will be lit. You'll hit X amount of major shots and that'll light. A letter at the Thor Captive Ball, you'll hit that Captive Ball, collects letter. You spell Thor, that'll light your Super Jackpot at the Avengers Tower. Then you just kind of rinse and repeat to where you have to hit one more additional shot to light your letter. That's basically all it is. And then you can also spin the disc. And once you spell it strange, that'll get your Attaball lit at the Sanctum. See, easy. Now you guys know how to play Thor multiball. Super easy, barely an inconvenience. And I hope somebody gets that reference that I'm giving right now. Soul Gem, another big one. Now this is a mini wizard mode that is pretty accessible to the majority of players that get on this pen. However, it has now been given the option in-game. This is an in-game option that you can make the decision right when you're getting into that mode. And I think this is genius. This is, this is awesome. I wish more games would do this in the future to where you can decide to play this mode on a harder difficulty. 
And essentially what it will do, instead of you getting eight flips at it to hitting a, a successful shot for your soul gem, whichever shot is lit up, instead it will just give you two flips and not eight. And you're only gonna start with 20 flips also. So you cannot afford to miss. You can't afford to flip away like a, like a raving lunatic. You cannot afford to drain. And also along with this is 10X scoring. Big potential points, huge. I was able to do this just yesterday for the first time. And yeah, you have to be a sharpshooter, but when you complete it, it is so satisfying. It might be one of the most fun modes, definitely one of the most fun mini wizard modes that I've ever played. I am amazed that somehow they've been able to take this mode and just with that change and that option for you to do, that it's made it so much more fun. And also, whenever we do get back and we start playing tournaments, I could see this particular mode being a game changer because imagine that you're up there and you have to actively make this decision if you're willing to go into the hard mode and try to get more points out of this. I mean, there's so many different decisions that you can make. And for me, when it comes to playing pinball, I, I don't mind that. Some games, obviously, you don't have to make many decisions. You can pretty much go into autopilot. With Avengers, you cannot do that. And your game is actively alive the entire game because if you do something by accident, you light something by accident, you start something by accident, you have to pivot and you have to decide how you want to stack certain things together. And in a competitive setting, I think that that's an excellent thing because it, it, none of the games will be boring to watch. None of them will be boring. Of course, a lot of people will kind of start to formulate their own strategies. I'm sure we'll see a predominant strategy start to come out, but I feel like it diverges quick. When you get to mid game, what's, what happens is, is a lot of these games, especially with modern games, when you get to the mid game portion of that game, you'll still see a lot of tournament player strategies be very similar. I mean, they might have some difference, but the overall concepts are very similar. With Avengers, I don't think we're gonna see that. And now that Space Gem has a final blow, that's 40% of the total mode score. Now that you have Soul Gem, with a hard mode added onto it. If you want to, that's optional. Now that you have the binary hurry ups, there's just so many different ways to play this. It's amazing. And also another change, if you have all six gems collected, you can actually skip the battle Thanos mode. Now I think it does automatically skip and you get a billion points in place of that, but you go straight to victory laps, which is a six ball multi-ball. So essentially you've already beat Thanos, you have the gems, you might as well just have the party come to you and you're ready to rock and roll. I think that's pretty cool as well. So I really need to dig into that game a little bit more this weekend. I've been playing a lot lately because there are rumors going around and I'm not going to say too much out loud, but there's rumors that this game is going to be very important for the esports portion of pinball. And I'll go ahead and just say the esports portion of pinball. I'll just say that. So if you have an Avengers, I would say start studying up a little bit and figure out your game as much as possible. All right, so let's see, what else should we talk about? Strategies with that. There's obviously gonna be different types of strategies. I think that we have to kind of dig into it a little bit more. I get asked all the time, what is my main strategies on that game? I'll tell you guys, I probably have at least 
nine different strategies legitimately. There's so much that you can do. And some of those, they work really well. Some of them, they don't. Some of them are just fun to do just on my own time. Others might actually be more tournament strategy based. I would say if you are newer to the game and you want a very easy strategy to do, I would say just the world breaker strategy is my personal favorite, which all that really is, is when you get the reality stone or reality gem, I would say just play that first, place it on the Hulk spinner, and then just rip Hulk until your hands fall off. Just keep doing that over and over and over again. What eventually happens after so many spins, you level up Hulk, and then that'll start your gamma ray or it'll light your gamma ray spins on that right insert or right switch on the end lane, end lane. Lose my train of thought there. And then once you roll over that, that'll light that spinner and then you can just rip it to shreds. Now, it used to build up to 5X. I think that the new code might limit that to 4X. So the scoring potential may not be as massive, but it's still there. The only thing with the strategy, you have to really cash in. When it's time to cash in and get it set up, you have to cash in because if you don't, then you pretty much just got a 2X shot on there without too much else going on. But it does still benefit you having it there because then you can go also, which this is why it's the world breaker, you can also go into the power quest mode in which your final shot would be on that left spinner as well to where you could double or even quadruple that score pretty much just based off what you have that Avenger leveled up at on that shot. So that's an easy way to do it. Another way that you can kind of help yourself out along the way. You can do the, your mind gym early on. If you need help completing that, I would highly recommend just bringing in Thor multi-ball if you don't have a portal lock or anything like that. And, you know, you could pretty much get through that fairly easily, just hitting one of your shots, which is either your, I believe it's your Hulk, your Black Widow, Captain Marvel, or Black Panther shot. So you hit one of those shots, and then once you hit, once you hit that shot, the disc will then light, you hit the disc and then it'll just go to your next span of shots. And you just repeat that three times and then your final blow will be lit at the sanctum. Now, I did find this out last night and this is a nuance I just totally overlooked, but Ray mentioned this just the other day that if you hit the faster blinking shot, which is pretty much, I believe that's gonna be whichever Avenger is actually under mind control from Supergiant, that you would just hit that shot and from there, you could, once you do that three times total per span or with each span, basically. So you hit that shot, hit the disc, hit, hit that shot, hit the disc. I, pretty much you won't have to hit your final shot at the sanctum. You'll be able to completely defeat the mode. So I have not done that yet. At least I don't think I have. I need to look closer into that, but keep that in mind and see if that works. That might help you out along the way. Now, the reason why I like to do mind gym early on in this form is then I like to place it on the Black Widow ramp, which is your left ramp or basically straight up the middle. And I will level that shot up as high as I possibly can. And then I will bring in Reality Gem. Now, the reason for this, I want that shot to be fully leveled up, maxed out, because then once I start Reality Gem, especially if I have portal logs, if I have that, if I have another two or three X on that play field due to an extra portal lock ball being in play, I will then rip the disc, will build up the overall mode up to 7x total because you're ripping that disc and each letter counts as uh, playfield x essentially or shot x. And from there, 
you'll just hit the mind stone or your action button for you know your mind gym that's been just leveled all the way up and guess what boom you're out of the mode and you've completed it and you have a crap ton of points to show for it so that's easy ways right there to kind of build something for you and that might give you guys a little bit of a foundation to look at to play around with but there's many other different strategies as well because a lot of these gyms and a lot of these different shots they really go in well and they're very cohesive together and i highly recommend just kind of looking through it kind of figuring it out just play around with it and i'm sure you guys will come up with your own strategies as well now if you do have a particular strategy that i have not mentioned feel free to comment down below and let me know what that is. All right, so we're just gonna jump straight into the mailbag time so I can answer some of your guys' questions. But first, I'm gonna get a drink of green tea. All right, we're all good now. All right, so Matthew on YouTube, he said, I have an Iron Maiden Pro and a Jurassic Park Pro next up to buy is Avengers Infinity Quest Pro. The only thing holding me back is, do they all shoot to Elwynish? I think Jurassic Park is perfect. My favorite pin ever. What's your take on Keith's games? You have them all. Can you feel, shoot the same? Can they feel, shoot the same? Thanks for the video. Stay safe. Well, thank you for the comment, Matthew. Um, I actually, just to clear the record, I actually do not have a Jurassic Park. I originally ordered one, but I ended up backing out on the LE due to certain well, I'll just say issues, but that's neither here nor there. But I do have significant time on that machine, especially because it's on location just down the road from me. But I do have Elwin's other two games behind me, Iron Maiden and Avengers. Now, I would pretty much say Elwin games are interesting in the fact that they're similar, but they're not. And I hope that that's not too confusing for people that haven't been able to play all of his games. But you can see that there's certain aspects that he puts into every single game, whether it's an upper flipper, whether it's some type of captive ball shot on there, whether it's, you know, just ramps that are going every which direction. I mean, that you can see the elements in there that come in game to game. But at the same time, I don't feel like that they shoot exactly the same. And there's certain times that I feel like, you know, it's, like take for instance, if I look at Iron Maiden right next to Avengers Infinity Quest, it's weird because Iron Maiden, when I look at that play field, it feels like that even though it's a standard body, somewhat to me, and this is gonna sound weird to some of you guys, but it feels like to me, it's even smaller than a standard body. Like it's narrow. And I don't know why that is. Maybe it's just kind of, you know, because of the up the middle shot where it's located and then the spinner that's right next to it. Maybe that's why I feel that way. But then when I look over at Avengers Infinity Quest, it almost feels like a wide body in a standard body. It really does. That play field just feels so expansive, but yet so quick at the same time. And I think that's what really makes it unique. So I would say that you are gonna find similar elements, but I think you're also gonna find more differences in your overall experience. Now, when it comes to what's gonna play similar, I would say, I would think Avengers actually plays a lot different than what Jurassic Park and Iron Maiden does. I personally feel like Jurassic Park feels like a souped up version of Iron Maiden. Like I can still feel the Iron Maiden experience in there, but Jurassic Park is clearly superior as well, as is Avengers. I think what these pins prove is that Elwin is getting better, which is scary. That's outright scary. And that's what makes me excited to see what his next game is going to be. So hopefully that helps. That's just the way I feel about it. 
All right, next question is Chris from North Carolina. I see that you've posted some high scores on Facebook before. What's the secret to getting to these types of scores and how can a casual player get to that point? All right, so that's a good question. I guess that you're talking about just massive scores in the billions, grand champion scores and all that. Okay, so the secret to getting those types of scores is pretty much one, you got to make sure you have extra balls. It, I mean, it is very difficult to get those types of scores on three ball. Uh, two, I would also consider the time that it's, it is, hey, what's the word I'm looking for? The time that it takes to get to a certain level to where you understand the rule set. A lot of these games where you see those high-end scores from anybody, not just me, from anybody, they don't happen by accident. There might be one or two that do that sneak in there, but a lot of times people are well aware what the rule set does and how it goes together. A great example of this is Escher Lefkoff on Batman 66. If you guys haven't heard about that, I mean, this kid will put up billions upon billions upon billions. We're talking running away with 50 plus billion on Batman. And it's because he has a very particular way that he's going to approach it and very particular things that he's going to stack together. And so a lot of these games that you can do something like that. Also, a lot of the scoring is built in to wizard modes as well. So when you're dealing with modern pins nowadays, especially for the past three years, your scoring gets massive in there. I know a lot of my scores on Guardians got massive towards the end of it. I know for Iron Maiden, Run to the Hills, that got massive. I mean, that's just that's just kind of what happens now. And that's that's just the way that the games are coded. Now, in terms of how can a casual player get to that point, I would say just being consistent. If you have a pin at home that you're absolutely wanting to blow up, I would say get very consistent with the shots. Find those shots, practice those shots, just get used to hitting those shots. And then from there, get used to finding modes that are easier for you to complete. And from there, figure out ways that you can multiply your score with those modes. Figure out where you can put either a multiplier, a play field multiplier. Once you do that, you'll find that your scores will start going up higher and higher. The other thing that you wanna put a premium on is your recovery skills. Now, if you learn how to nudge, people that know how to nudge properly and do it very well are very hard to beat. And the reason for this is because one, they're keeping the ball in play longer. Two, they get to take more shots at something than the player that isn't getting a ball in the flipper. So that becomes very important as well. But those are the things that I would recommend doing. I mean, it'll come in time. When I first started playing, I had Walking Dead. That was my very first game. I hadn't played pinball too much and I didn't know what was what. And it took me just a little while to figure out how to get to just 50 million. I mean, I didn't look up hardly anything at first. I was just trying to figure out along the way. But I do feel like once you start getting your flipper skills down, once you start learning how to nudge, and once you start understanding the rule set to a certain point, that'll help you out along the way. And so that's what I would recommend doing. Just time, just being diligent on figuring out your game, figuring out your shot, and those scores will eventually come. That's what I'd recommend doing. All right, thank you for the question, Chris. Okay, so let's see. I got two more questions here from people that did not want to be named, but I will read them off. So the first one is, I've seen a few streams of you playing Houston Expo. Oh, okay, let me start that over. I've seen a few streams of you playing. 
at the Houston Expo in Cleveland. And I was surprised to see, looking at your profile, that you're relatively new to competitive pinball. I've been playing competitive myself for over five years, but still struggle in tournaments. How have you been able to compete with top tier players as quickly as you have? Okay, that's a good question. So really what it boils down to, and I realize I am very much a new kid on the block. Now I've been playing competitive pinball now. I mean, I don't know if we can count this past year because there has been no IFPA for about a year now, but up until that point, nearly two years, closing in on it. And you know, the way that I've been able to do it quickly is that I work hard at it. I mean, just to be honest with you, I play a lot. I'm very, very focused on what I'm trying to do whenever I play. When I do play here at home, maybe eight times out of 10, I'm actually focused on doing a particular task. And that's not just blowing up the game. I mean, I'm actually actively working on something. I think that that's very important. It's rare that I play pinball and I go into autopilot and I just flip the flip. Now, of course, there's times I do it. I just want to be mindless and just have fun. But the way that my brain works, I enjoy and I get joy out of doing something such as pinball, which is a great hobby, but I enjoy doing it to the best of my ability. So whenever I step up to a pin, I'm trying to figure out actively, how do I beat this pin? Or how do I achieve what I'm setting out to achieve if it's a particular objective? That's what I enjoy doing. And I'm well aware that those are things that I have to do because I'm so far behind a lot of these players that play on the circuit. I mean, the fact is, is that some of them got upwards of 10 plus years on me. I think some of them even 15 plus years. And that's a lot of experience and experience is huge. When you've been in those spots before, you kind of know what to expect and you can draw on those experiences that can help you in that particular moment. And so I realize I'm very honest with myself that I know what I'm terrible at and I know what I'm good at. And I know I have to really work on the things that I'm terrible at, but I know I also need to double down on the things that I'm really good at. And that's kind of been my strategy this whole time. Now I will say I have a little bit of a built-in cheat early on playing pinball just because I was, I played baseball for close to two decades. And so I doing something that long, nearly year round with off season workouts, playing games, traveling a lot, being around a lot of high end players when I was younger, you know, I, there was an extreme, extreme need to have high end, high, high end eye coordination is what I'm trying to say. Like, I'm not even talking about just hand-eye coordination, but just high-end eye coordination. I mean, just tracking stuff without even moving because you have to you have to understand different angles when it comes to baseball. You have to make very much educated educated guesses based on the spin of a ball, based on the speed of a ball. And I found that that carries over to pinball. So any of the pins that I play now, nothing ever seems fast to me. I've had maybe one game overall that actually felt fast and I was able to adjust to it fairly well after about one or two games on it. And that's, that was at nationals back in Vegas. And I believe that was star Wars out of all the games. So it took me about two or three games. I think the third round, I finally figured it out, or maybe it was the second round I figured it out, but I mean, that's kind of what it's all about. And that's, that's helped me, helped me a lot, a, a whole lot, just knowing the speeds, knowing how to track a ball, knowing how to slow the game down. So that's pretty much where it's been. All right, so next question. And sorry guys, if I'm stumbling over my words so much, I've got cotton mouth just so bad. 
And I don't want to just keep drinking on stream or on the podcast, but I've got to do it one more time, guys. All right, we're good. Green tea's gone. All right, last question, and we'll wrap this up. I recently bought an Avengers Infinity Quest for my family, but my wife and kids are having a really difficult time playing it as the shots are hard and the rules are difficult to grasp. I feel like this game is too hard and I'm thinking about trading it for a different game. Is there any way I can make this game more accessible to my family? All right, excellent question. And I see this a lot and I actually read a post on Facebook on one of the groups, Pinball Enthusiasts, I think. There was actually somebody with the exact same game, the exact same issue. So I don't know if you're the same person, but here's what I would say. And this goes for any game. If you guys have games at home, and you're worried about them being either too, too difficult for you or too difficult for your family, there are multiple things that you can do to make it easier. And you know what I'm gonna say is, let's just go with if it's too difficult for your family. I would highly recommend switching the game to five balls. I know that that sounds crazy to some people that just think modern games should just be three, but for these purposes of making the game fun and making it to where it can last a little bit longer, I would do that. I would also increase the ball save times. I would consider closing your out lanes. You can move those posts and make it smaller. If it's already on its lowest setting, I would look at increasing the size of your rubber on those posts right there. That way it kind of gives it a little bit of a bumper. Now I wouldn't go as far as the TMNT hack I've seen people doing where you're putting a rubber on the side of your play field. Don't do, I wouldn't recommend doing that. But you, there's certain things you could do to help increase the size of the rubber that can keep the ball in play a little bit. I would also dig into the features and adjust your modes. Make them easier to start, make them easier to complete, make the multi-balls more accessible. And that's the way that I would do it. Just go through all that. And I think that you'll find that that game will be a lot easier to deal with right there. And I know shockingly enough, whenever I mention that to people, a lot of people don't even realize you can go into the features and make the, all those adjustments, but you can, they're all in there. You can change the game to however it suits you, make it a little bit easier for yourself, get to where you can kind of see more parts of the game and get to where you can understand the shots a little bit better, all right? So that's all I got. We're gonna wrap it up right there, guys. Thank you guys so much for being here. Please, if you have not already, leave a like on this video. I greatly do appreciate it. If you have any more questions, just send them to me either at apinballpodcast at gmail.com or you can leave a comment down below. But yeah, that's all I got. You guys have a great weekend. Play, play yourself some pinball. And yeah, that's it. I'll see you guys later. Later, guys.